Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, patriotic American citizen. I'm your host, Ted Flint, on the BMG Network. And before we get started, let me remind you to hit like, subscribe, and share. Share on Facebook, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can share it on all social media. But hit that like button and subscribe and leave a comment on the comment section below. All right, everybody's expecting me to talk about the Will Smith Chris Rock fiasco last night at the Oscars. It's Monday night as I record this. This happened Sunday evening. I don't watch the Oscars. Not very many people do these days, but I mean, what Will Smith appears to have done amounts to assault. And Rock has said he will not press charges. Now, we all know about the slap, most of us, that uh, Will Smith went up on stage and slapped, had an open hand shot at Chris Rock, and Rock took the the slap very well. He came back, was very professional in how he continued. I would have come back with the right cross if it were me, but, you know, that's that's why I'm not hosting the Oscars. Chris Rock is a professional. He handled it well, and he said some things about Jada uh, Smith, uh, Will Smith's wife. I guess it didn't set well with Will Smith, and he went up there and took care of business. But when Rock threw that little shot about uh, Jada Smith having really short hair. I guess her hair is falling out. She looked like G.I. Jane. Will Smith laughed at that at first. Then he saw his wife didn't think it was too funny. Then he went up on stage and assaulted Rock. I say allegedly because it, you know, he, some people are saying it, it could have been staged. And I've looked at that video 15 or 20 times at least, trying to find, you know, whether Rock knew the punch was coming and avoided it or, I, I don't know, if it was a, it was staged or not, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to think about it too much other than to say that uh, I think the whole episode hurt uh, Will Smith. He look, he, he came off looking foolish. And to go back to his seat and say, you know, you keep my effing wife out of it. He dropped a couple of F-bombs. He just lowered himself. He looked real common. My father used to say anybody who talks that way is common. And these people are all nuts anyway, some of these Hollywood types. And then afterwards, he was breaking down, crying about how he... His latest role, I guess he played uh, uh, the, the Williams sister's father in this movie. I can't think of the name of the movie. But he's talking about how he protected them in the movie. He's talking about his role. It's not even real life. I mean, he tried to break down. He apologized to the, uh, to the Oscars, to the uh, motion picture industry. He did not apologize, though, to, to Chris Rock. But anyway, Rock was great. In, uh, he was gracious, went on with the program like the pro he is. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I mean... What more can you say? I mean, everybody's talking about it. I mean, there's not much I can add to it except to say that uh, that's just one more reason to stay away from the Oscars. Maybe they think it'll it'll help ratings because the ratings these last five or six years have been in the dumpster. I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I think the media should be talking about and is not. For instance, Democrats, even Democrats, believe there was voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election, according to a commentary from John Lott, Formerly the senior advisor for research and statistics at the DOJ's Office of Legal Policy, now he's the president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. And he has a, a piece here in WorldNet Daily, or it's in WorldNet Daily, a piece written by Bob Unruh, talking about what Lot found in his, uh, in his survey. By a margin of 52% to 40%, voters believe that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. That's according to a Rasmussen Reports survey. Now, we heard how many countless stories editorializing about no evidence of voter fraud. It was all a figment of Trump supporters' imaginations. And it's a myth. And it's not just Republicans who believe this cheating occurred. 
Even 34% of Democrats believe it, as do 38% of those who somewhat support President Biden. And there's a broad range of Americans who think that cheating occurred. Men, women, all age groups, whites, blacks, and every other, you know, uh, group in between. And, uh, you know, Republicans, Democrats, all job categories, all income levels, except those making over 200000 a year. And all education groups, except those who attended graduate school. So it's a broad spectrum of people, Americans, who believe that our voter fraud uh, happened during the presidential election. Now, as we've talked about, it happens in every presidential election. But did it happen enough in this past election to tip the scales to Biden? I think there's more than enough evidence to suggest it did. What are we going to do about it? Biden's in office. Trump is not, at least not for another two and a half or three years. What do we do? Well, we talked about the research and, you know, some numbers here. Uh, Biden won six swing states where Trump lodged the, the accusations of voter fraud. Now, Biden carried these states by very slim margins. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin by a total of 313,253 votes in all six states. That's the vote total in six states. You take Michigan out of that equation, and the gap was 159,065. Now, Americans have got to have confidence in the integrity of our voting system. If they don't, if, as I've talked about, if you know, a large enough segment of the voting public thinks their votes don't count, then you're going to have a situation like we had on January 6th. What we, what we do know about the election is that a Media Research Center study asked voters about the conspiracy involving legacy and social media behemoths, Facebook and Twitter and etc., to conceal accurate reporting right before the election. They concealed a laptop computer that revealed scandalous behavior on the part of the Bidens in their overseas business operations. We'll get to that in, in a couple of minutes, especially the younger Biden when he was with Burisma. But the media just ignores these stories. They just ignore anything that's that paints a negative narrative for Democrats and liberals. If it's going to affect Democrats or liberals or progressives negatively, they just ignore it. But this Media Research Center study found that had more people known about what went on with the Bidens, they would have withheld their support from Joe Biden, and he would not have won the election. Further, an analysis revealed that the $420 million Mark Zuckerberg handed over to local election officials, often with instructions to recruit voters from Democratic districts, also likely bought the election for Biden. That's what people believe. Whether he did or didn't, the perception is out there. Wisconsin, there was so much just unbelievable cheating in all kinds of scandalous behavior in Wisconsin. All these ballots came in, hundreds of thousands of ballots came in after the, the 1 a.m. deadline. They came in 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4, 4 o'clock in the morning the following day. 300,000 ballots, according to one report. All of them for Biden, not one ballot for Trump. Why wouldn't that throw up red flags? You know, I know about the courts. They've rejected the challenges to the presidential election, the 2020 election, but there was some serious illegality. And we cannot ever, and I mean ever, let that happen again. Wisconsin was unbelievable. Now, Maricopa County, Arizona. I think the margin in the entire state of Arizona was under 12,000 votes. There was more than that 
more there were a couple of hundred thousand signatures that did not line up in Maricopa County. So they should have been thrown out. And it's not just sour grapes, all right? I mean, Biden's in, at least for the time being, and uh, we, we just have to take it and move on. So I'll give you a couple of other examples here of, of voter fraud in the 2020 election. In 2016, according to, again, John Lott, there was no unexplained gap in absentee ballot counts. But in 2020, a different story. Just in Fulton County, Georgia, his test yielded an unexplained 17,000 votes, 32% more than Biden's margin of victory over Trump in the entire state. Same deal in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. 6,700 additional votes for Biden in Allegheny County. That was in a state decided by fewer than 81,000 votes. And onward and upward it goes. It's in World Net Daily. If you're interested, John Lott, the, uh, the man has done some great research in this area. Let's talk about the younger Biden, Hunter Biden. His federal tax investigation is finally beginning to gain some traction in the legacy media. For two years, the media has sat on it or just ignored it because it would have you know, been detrimental to Joe Biden's chances at the White House. Wall Street Journal reports prosecutors collect information about his foreign income sources and business relationships. Citing sources familiar with the matter, that's the Wall Street Journal reports prosecutors from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware have sought information and grand jury testimony in recent weeks about how President Biden's son used the money from his board position with the uh, natural gas company Burisma Holdings, it's a Ukrainian company, used that position and that money to pay off some of his obligations. But the media didn't think it was that important. Prosecutors last month questioned at least one other Hunter Biden associate at length about Biden's drug and alcohol use, his spending habits, and his state of mind in 2018. Now, we know he's used crack cocaine. He has uh, looked at things he should not have looked at on his laptop. There, is, uh, there are reports of uh, child pornography and all this other uh, sordid activity on the laptop. But we're told it doesn't necessarily mean, one prosecutor said it doesn't necessarily mean an indictment is imminent. I bet not. I bet nothing will come of it. Just like Hillary Clinton, the investigation into her emails three, four years ago. Nothing has come from that. It's yielded nothing. But they're looking at Biden's business dealings. And I think while they're at it, they should look at Joe Biden's business dealings in the Ukraine. But again, according to uh, Wall Street Journal sources, prosecutors are probing whether the younger Biden violated tax laws and other laws, including those regulating lobbying for foreign governments through his business dealings in the Ukraine, China, and Kazakhstan, among others. Between 2014 and 19, Hunter Biden sat on Burisma's board for which he was paid about 50,000 bucks a month. Knew nothing about oil but he got his palms greased. But the media ignored it because Joe Biden is safely ensconced in the White House. Or is he? You know, I, I read something today to the effect that he could get the hook. People are talking about the 25th Amendment. And, and the reason they're talking about it is because of Biden's ridiculous remarks over the weekend. You know, when he said that uh, Vladimir Putin cannot be allowed to stay in office, it's like, what are you doing? Why would you want to poke the bear, literally, poke the Russian bear? He's jacked up enough as it is. But some are saying that Biden's comments could, you know, mean that the 25th Amendment could be invoked to remove him from office. For God's sake, Biden said, for, uh, this is Biden speaking of Putin. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Putin should be saying that about Biden. 
Biden should not be allowed to be staying in power. So, the, you know, Biden made this comment, then he walks it back or tried to, had his people walk, try to walk it back. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken quickly clarified, we do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. Well, no kidding. It's gonna, Can you imagine trying to take Putin out of power? We should stay out of the whole sordid affair in Ukraine. We have nothing to gain in that conflict. It's not our sphere of influence. What's our national interest in Ukraine? We have none. The Bidens do, but America doesn't. So we, sh- we should stay out of it, in my view. You know, this Joe Biden is a moron. He never was a sharp guy, even in his prime. He just, you know, some one writer was Derek, Derek Hunter, wrote for World Net Daily. You know, he wrote for a town hall magazine uh, earlier this year. He said of the Bidens, they're not good people and they're not smart people. And that's it's really a bad combination. They're not smart and they're not good. So David Limbaugh writes for World Net Daily, and he quickly noted, once again, Biden begins with some stupid stab at humor. This is so unnerving, having this man lead the free world. This isn't my political side speaking. Limbaugh said this is objectively dangerous. And honestly, he said the 25th Amendment was crafted for just such a situation as we are now in with Biden. But two things will stop the 25th Amendment from being invoked. His handlers are running things anyway. And two, Kamala, though not mentally incompetent, she's just stupid. She could be worse. And she might be worse. This is what this is we're in some serious straits here, folks. But I believe God is gonna pull us, He's gonna pull us through it. You have an incompetent uh, somebody who is clearly damaged mentally in Biden. And then you have Kamala Harris, who is crazier than an outhouse rat. And she's the number two in command. And beyond her, you got Pelosi, number three. It's like a nightmare. But Trump, I saw some of the um, the rally, in, I think it was in Alabama. He did one in Georgia earlier this week. He was in Alabama over the weekend. He dropped an F-bomb. We talked about Will Smith dropping a couple of F-bombs. President Trump dropped an F-bomb, and, and the crowd was stunned. I mean, he let a couple of other superlatives fly and it was uh, he was great it was he was he looked tired but he was letting it all hang out and i think he's going to run again in 24 republicans when they take back control of the house and senate in 2 years first thing they got to do is impeach joe biden impeach him and then drag hunter biden have an investigation here put him before a grand jury and get him on the record about his laptop and about his dealings with Burisma. And, and get the old man on on the uh, in front of uh, the Senate as well. Have an investigation of these people. They need to be brought to justice. All right, that's all we have time for. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. Again, hit like if you like the program. And if you don't like it, well, leave us a comment uh, on the comment section. And whatever you do, hit subscribe and share with, uh, with folks on Facebook. Tell people about it. It's the Pac-Man podcast on the BMG Network. We have the Ken Burns Show up on the uh, BMG Network for you. We have the Adrian Ross Show, this program, Pac-Man. And my daughter does a show, Maddie Flint. It's called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. And uh, we have columns up there for you as well. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pac-Man, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the BMGnetwork.com, all lowercase. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we'll talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. 
For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flitch.